Welcome back to the Era and Hide Show, everyone. My name is Era the Casual, coming at you from a brand new setup. I'm in the same spot. I'm literally sitting in the same place, but everything has been moved around. So if you're watching this on YouTube and I'm looking at weird places, uh, yeah, that's why. That man I'm over there. <laughs> a bum in my bedroom. I was going to say oh, that my. man, that beautiful man over there with the beard is hide unleashed. And that dog is happy. That dog, like his name is happy and he's actually happy. He's asleep right now. He's he's had a he's had a busy day. Took him on a took him on a long walk, and we we made a new friend. Um, was it a girl dog? It was a boy dog. Its name was uh, Oliver. It was a mutt, and he was really young and playful and ha and jumping all over the place and pouncing. And Happy's a bit of an older boy. Ha Happy kept up, but uh, he's a little tuckered out right now. <laughs> he's just a potato. He's usually tuckered out, but he has good reason to be today. I mean, he's old. Yeah, old boy. <laughs> He's a good old boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of tuckered out, I need to get my ass back in the gym, dog. I stepped on the, the scale the other day. I've gained like 30 pounds since all this COVID stuff started. Which is funny because I stepped on the scale and I am officially at my high school graduating weight. Is that Was that your goal? Is that a good thing? No. my goal. People are going to call me insane who are like super into fitness. Mm-hmm. But... My actual goal is to get as far down as I possibly can and then go back up. But gain it with muscle? Well, not even that. It doesn't have to be muscle, but I'm trying to recompose my body to be a little bit. Oh, you want to put the weight in the right places, in other words? Yeah, pretty much. I'm tired of like having a huge gut and... Very pronounced man boobies and having my butt be like huge. You know what I mean? Subscribe to my Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm to the, uh, I want, I don't mind being about the size I am now. I'm at my healthy weight, but I would like to have more muscle mass and more lean muscle as opposed that's, to how it's been before. That's kind of what, what I want to do too. Cause originally my, my plan was to like get back into the gym, right? And, but then I went, I went to the gym and to get my card and activate my membership again. And I was not comfortable with the amount of people I saw in the gym, as well as the, the lack of mask. And I get it. Like, I don't want to wear a mask when I'm working out. Uh, um, I do. I have to right now. And Jesus, it is painful. Yeah. I imagine it's hard. I know they make like certain masks specifically for the gym. I'd, I'd have to check that out that have like more like filtered airflow. So you're not dying so much. Um, but yeah, I wasn't comfortable with the amount of people I saw in there. Not so much just because of the mask, but also I knew with that many people and that few employees that there's no way in hell that all the, all the machines are getting cleaned properly. Um, Cause that's my biggest thing. It's not so much the mask. Cause like, I understand. I don't want to wear a mask when I'm working out either. Um, but it's just, I knew like those machines are getting wiped down. Um, as often as they should be. So now I, I still want to lose weight, but I think what I'm going to do is kind of like what you're saying, where I'm going to try to lose a bunch of weight just based off diet and fasting. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, however long that takes, go back to the gym and, and check it out then, and then add back in muscle. Well, every time that I've ever lost a bunch of weight in my life, cause I've fluctuated based on different periods and what was going on. 
it has always been more effective for me to incorporate resistance training and incorporate weightlifting into that. Right. Especially I mean, if you're fasting, essentially, because you have to think the way that your body burns energy is by burning mm -hmm. it from within your muscles first. Right. So to report where, to, where do you want that energy to be stored? Like when you eat mm -hmm. food and you put energy in any excess energy that you're storing, where do you want it to be stored? Do you want it to be stored in fat stores or do you want to train your body to replenish your muscles? Right. Exactly. And I, I heard that on a, um, I don't know if you know who Jeff Neppert is, but I um, heard that on one of his videos and I started applying it and I applied it for like six months at one point. And I actually saw more fat loss. I didn't lose a lot of weight. Like I didn't lose mm -hmm. as much weight as I, I have now because my weight wasn't that drastic. I was maybe like 198 pounds and I wanted to lose a little bit of weight. So mm -hmm. of course I probably only lost like seven or eight pounds over the course of that six or seven months that I applied this. Mm -hmm. But it was because my diet wasn't, I, ha I, I hadn't structured my diet towards weight loss. I wasn't eating in huge deficits like I do now. I was eating mm -hmm. in more of a, um, what's the word? I was eating closer to maintenance. And for that reason, I was still losing weight, but it was more like my BMI was going down. I was losing fat, but I was mm -hmm. building up a little bit of muscle mass alongside of it. Because like the mm -hmm. first year that you're in the gym, after you've been gone from the gym for like, I think it's 18 months is what they science has shown. Essentially, mm -hmm. your body becomes so responsive to any type of input that resistance training of any sort can lead to rapid muscle building for new people in the gym. Right. That's why a lot of people get discouraged because they go to the gym and even if they stick to it and they see those gains and then and then they keep doing it and all of a sudden diminishing returns kicks in. Yeah, you, you plateau, but mm -hmm. think about it in the position of people like Jeff Nippard who have been bodybuilders for 10 plus years of their life. And that's their profession. And they're seeing like mm -hmm. maybe a, like a 2% increase in muscle mass every six to 12 months. Mm -hmm. I imagine being that plateaued and trying to keep going with that. Right. But at, at a certain point as well, I think too many people focus on losing weight rather than losing fat. Because your body, if you're, like, taking care of yourself, if you're exercising, if you're eating correctly, like, I don't believe in the bro diet of clean split. Like, I had a pizza, I had pizza and donuts today. That was, like, a mm -hmm. quote-unquote cheat meal. But I look at it this way. If I eat 21 meals in a week, even though I fast and I only eat for, like, five or six hours a day, this is what has worked for me for years at this point. If I mm -hmm. only eat 21 meals a week, and three of them are shit, but... 18 of them are good meals, like whatever you define as good, like a reasonable split between lean protein, healthy carbohydrates and vegetables and good fats. And you have like a reasonable split of all those things and you're eating whole foods. It's more it's more about consistency and balance as opposed to getting it perfect. Yeah, we live very much in the extremes in America where mm -hmm. you like we we view food as good or bad, like mcdonald's isn't bad but if you eat mcdonald's every day it's bad mm -hmm. vegetables aren't necessarily good but if you don't eat vegetables there's some serious negative side effects that come along with that i've actually been pretty happy with myself lately because uh <clears throat> my issue especially during like covid as well as 
since I started streaming is my diet is bad because like I don't have as much time to like cook for myself and stuff like that. Um, I still eat a lot of Subway there every day because it's free food for me. Um, <clears throat> but I've actually stopped going out as much finally and just like cooking in bulk. Like my favorite thing has been like chili. I've been making so much fucking chili. Yeah, um, that's what I do. I don't, I used to do the whole meal prep with like each meal in its own container with like all my macros weighed out. Dude, yeah, I don't do that. I have, I have a big ass tub. <laughs> if it was like, if my content was based around being like a fitness YouTuber, a bodybuilder, or if I was still into physique lifting or some shit, like when I was physique lifting like eight years ago and I cared about that and I thought that's what I wanted to do because I was so into that at the time. Like, hell yeah, I did that because at that point, food wasn't food it was like food it was, was part of the routine food was part it, of the goals it, it was fuel so was i didn't I care that I'm, uh chicken broccoli and brown rice tasted like absolute garbage i was shoveling it in anyway mm -hmm. but that that that's led what, to a lot of problems to where i had a really bad relationship with food and that's what actually caused me to gain a lot of weight i mean on top of like drinking a fifth of liquor a day at my worst but yeah that that mm -hmm. definitely didn't help but you know, we we've, we we right. live in a world where food is bad and good, whereas now it's just balance. It's like, okay, I ate a pizza and donuts today, but I also ate. I also have like my breakfast bowl, which is like a good sixty percent protein, twenty percent carb, twenty percent fat. What what do you put in there? That sounds good. Turkey breakfast. sausage, roasted potatoes, and uh, scrambled eggs with a little that bit of cheese. Really that sounds really good right now. That's making me hungry. There's also olive oil in the eggs too. So that's like where the fat comes from. It's like just being mindful about where my food is coming from. And right. having a good rule that I've followed before, but it's a little bit extreme for me at this point. I don't have time for this, but it's good if you have like, if you work like nine to five and that's all you do. For one, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast, but thank you for being here. And two, uh, it's a little bit easier to follow this, but... I used to follow this rule of if I cook it, I can eat it. So I could eat pizza every freaking day if I wanted, but that meant I had to make pizza. And I'm not talking like go get frozen pizza dough and frozen right, toppings. No, no, that meant like your own, make your own dough out of flour and eggs and water and make your own marinara sauce and all that. And go get like a whole break, roll of pepperoni and slice that up. It, break it down as much as you can. Grate um, my own cheese. Like, and guess what? That's, At that point, it's just better. It's just easier to eat "quote unquote" healthier food like chicken and rice because it takes no time to cook that. <laughs> it's just yeah. easier. Yeah, yeah. That that's kind of what I want to go for too. I want to go for that 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 rule because I, I like I like that rule. Um, because it, it still gives you freedom to eat whatever you want, but yeah, you're responsible to to make it. You know, that's cooking um cooking in bulk so is good too. That's why it's so easy for people to gain weight nowadays is because food is so convenient. You can just go to Little Caesars and pay $5 and you have a whole pizza. Yeah, and people think it's more expensive to buy groceries at this point. But really, when you break it down to one person, I can eat, eat all of my macronutrient needs, all of my caloric needs on like 50 or 60 bucks a week because I go to Aldi. Like mm -hmm. I don't shop at the lavish grocery store. I shop at the grocery store that has what I need. And I only right, shop I, around the outer perimeter. <laughs> I, I remember I was in your I was in your stream the other day, and chat someone in chat was saying um, that uh, eating healthy is too expensive. And I think people that have that mentality, it's because they think eating healthy is buying healthy pre-made meals. Like you know, what they they think of buying like they think the about it like eating chipotle every day. Yeah, that's how they think of eating healthy. 
uh, which, by the way, I fucking love Chipotle. We don't um, have a Chipotle where I live, but I, 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 I do as you, well. You have, you have something similar. Kadoba. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if if you're eating healthy and doing it right, it's actually far cheaper than anything else. Like, if you are making your own dough, making uh, your own cheese, making your own marinara sauce, and the only thing you really have to buy is pepperoni because you can't go, you know, in most areas, go kill all the animals and make your pepperoni. Um but if you break it down as much as possible to the base ingredients and make them yourself, it ends up being cheaper. And then I've, I always feel jealous for the people who like have their own gardens of like some simple fruits and vegetables and spices and herbs and all that. Like that's where you really start to save a lot of money. Cause this is like, you just have to buy that those first few seeds and then you're set for life. Yeah. It, hmm. I, I think it goes back to what you said, which is, you know, convenience. People pay for convenience. They don't think about, the reason that food becomes more expensive is because you are paying for the convenience of someone's made it for you. Right. Like in the food also, industry, it's common to mark up your food 300%. <laughs> also, yeah. it's one of the biggest industries. Like I read something on some article yesterday that says like over 60% of the U.S. population works in the food industry. Like it's just, it's massive. So people are constantly surrounded by that kind of food too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's a lack of mindfulness and there's a lack of education on it. Like, mm -hmm. like you were talking about cooking in bulk earlier I do that as well. Like I made chicken thighs. I make six days worth of food basically because on that seventh day, it's like, I'm just going to be lazy and eat whatever I want. That's where I get my three really bad meals usually. But, mm -hmm. you know, for that six day period, I have a tub of cooked chicken thighs and I can make whatever I want because I keep different sauces in my fridge as well. So it's like, okay, tonight I might want butter chicken. Tomorrow I want might want chicken masala mar or marsala mm -hmm. tomorrow i might want tiki masala chicken you know mm -hmm. like you get to add that variety which i think a lot of people when they think about meal prepping they think it's eating bro diet shit which is chicken broccoli brown rice that mm -hmm. sucks but if you cook bulk protein bulk carbohydrates and then you just fill your fats in because it's better to do those fresh in my opinion you have yeah, control but over what you're eating and you can add variety by how you prepare it and serve it to yourself. I'd still bet even if you're cooking everything yourself and you're making it base, like you're making your own, like what's an unhealthy diet, like pizza, hamburgers, French fries, like the typical American everyday shit. Um, yeah. I bet even, if, even if you make that yourself, it's probably still healthier than the fast food shit. Um, yeah, I mean, it depends, too, on where you are. Because it, de it depends on freshness of ingredients and how many fillers they put in their food. Like, shit right. like that. Which which you don't... You're never going to know the answer to that. There's, like, right. zero true transparency on that. They but act still, like they're like, transparent, but, but they're not. But still, like, if I, if I had to bet money, like, if I compared two diets and they were eating the same foods, but one made them themselves from, from scratch, like, say, hamburger. Like, they made their own hamburger buns. They made their own hamburger meat. They made their own cheese, right? And, and cooked it themselves i'd bet money that the the diet that it's the same food but made it themselves is probably a little bit healthier it's still not good um oh i would take that bet mm -hmm. i mean it depends on how we're measuring health but you know that's not that's not really the purpose of the show we're not freaking biochemists we're not health experts don't take well, I, health I, advice from us like I, I, this I entire 15 minutes don't fucking take this as advice skip to the next yeah, section yeah, yeah. We, are, we are not we are not experts <laughs> don't fucking listen to me i am a fat kid who somehow got skinny don't listen to me skip to the part where we talk about shit relevant to streaming and youtube <laughs> i cannot lie but 
uh, loud. But for <laughs> me, I think I think it's just it's it's less processed. That and I've noticed that people tend to when they make their own food, the portions are actually way more reasonable too. There is a uh, science article that I read one time, and my mom used to tell me this shit all the time when I was a kid. And I didn't understand it, but then I saw an article that I guess is where she got this from. Essentially, by, like, picking the plate that you're eating off of is, like, the, psychologically, if you empty your plate, like, mentally, you think you're full. Like, mentally, you think you ate a lot of food. Yeah. So the even though riding, you might... you you smaller plates even though your body might still be able to hold more calories like my body's maintenance is like 2600 calories i don't i there's no way like eating whole food i can shove that much food into my face every day i would be sick like i eat about right. 2000 a day and that's you know some days that's pushing it like i'm like oh my god i feel like i'm all, I'm, I'm gonna explode kind of full you know what i mean mm -hmm. so but I also eat with smaller plates and I've always, I've kept smaller plates in my house. Cause I'm not going to lie to you guys. I've never bought my own dishware. Like I've always had my grandma just give me hand-me-downs and all of her plates were smaller. There's nothing wrong with that. And now I figured out why everything's smaller is because, you know, you go to a fast food place. It's easy to eat like 1500 calories worth of burgers and shit. Cause they serve it to you on a giant tray. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, there's a burger and fries on here and the rest of this looks empty. Like, this isn't enough food. I'm going to go get more. Right. But when I'm eating on this tiny little I wonder, plate... I wonder, if, I wonder if they do that on purpose. I wonder if restaurants do that on purpose. I believe purpose so. Big plate. Yeah. So you, you need more. I mean, wow. I, I don't know if restaurants okay. do that on purpose, but I will tell you that from working in the food service, the types of plates that different types of restaurants use is because of this. Because, especially in, like, fine dining, portion is very important because the raw material is expensive. Mm -hmm. That's why at fine dining restaurants, they course it out and serve smaller plates of the food. Because then they don't have to give you as much. But you still mm -hmm. feel like you're getting your money's worth because your plate looks full. Mm -hmm. Even though you might only be getting, you know, six ounces of a protein. Mm-hmm. You still feel like you're getting your cash is your your cash money's worth, right? That makes sense. Which might not necessarily be cash money of anybody to do, but you know it is what it is. It's what happens. There's a mm -hmm. lot of psychology behind that. But then there's like I've always been jealous of people like like XQC and Soda Poppin, <laughs> who literally live Gorge. on Coca Cola and fast food and are like 120 pounds. They're just lucky they just got that metabolism. Oh, I mean, you know that, like, health-wise, they're not healthy. Right. <laughs> Whatsoever. But weight-wise, I've always been jealous of that. But then I also know people... I'm, I've always been the type of person where I feel like I can eat a cracker and gain three pounds. Like, I've always had to be so careful, but I don't know. My metabolism seems to have sped up a little bit based on the foods that I eat now. For me, for me, it just depends if I'm going to the gym or not. Like, like if I'm going to the gym, I can get away with eating a little bit more shittier foods. But like right now, because I'm not going to the gym, it's like when I when I eat, I gain that weight quickly, especially if it's bad food. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. This, this is like I said, we're not experts, so. Yeah, I, th I think that's enough uh, food talk for the day. We've been with that for a while. <laughs> yeah, because now I'm kind of yeah. hungry. Yeah. Now I'm getting hungry too. I'm already thinking like, hmm, what am I? What am I going to eat when this is over? <laughs>
That's the one, one nice thing about cooking in bulk is I know what I'm going to eat. I don't have to think as much about food because I know my food's already ready. Well, it, 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 I, ha I have more than one thing in my fridge I can eat. I, I have some eggs. I, I have the chili. I have some, some homemade pizza, speaking of the devil. Uh, maybe if I want to be a bad boy, some hamburger helper. <laughs> Velveeta gang, dog. Velveeta gang. Dude, Velveeta skillets are so much better than Hamburger Helper. Mm -hmm. I've never had Velveeta skillets. Dude, go get the like hamburger macaroni and cheese or whatever. It is so much mm. better than Hamburger Helper. Alright, bet. It just tastes it tastes better and it just feels better. Cause there's not like that powdered shit in it. Oh, it's like it's like like what squeeze cheese or something? Yeah, it's like a sauce that you get that you like squeeze into it. Cool. Yeah. It just, I don't know, and the noodles just taste better to me as well. It just feels higher quality. I mean, I know it's still garbage, but it... Yeah, it it's still prepackaged and processed, but... It, oh, it, processed. It uh, I'm not sure if that's cheese, to be honest with you. Yeah, I've, I've seen it. I just haven't had it. I know what you're talking about. Bro, clutch. Clutch. Mm -hmm. That is the one part of this, if you listened this much, that is the one thing you should listen to me about. Velveeta skillets over hamburger helper all day. <laughs> Let's get sponsored by Velveeta skillets. Specifically, the skills. Yes, yeah, specifically, specifically. Mm -hmm. I know lots of big words, but I tend to not use them because sometimes I can't enunciate them properly. You know what? I'm, I know this is random. Pun you know intended. People, you know those people on the internet that like will use they're they're like uh, what would be the word? They're like faux intellectuals, where they just use like a big vocabulary to look smart. Yeah, but sometimes they use that vocabulary incorrectly. Yeah. Like, they use those words completely out of context. Mm hmm And it's always people, like, arguing for the dumbest shit. It's never somebody that's, like, making people, sense with what they're saying. It's like, just people, people listen like, to them because they know how to talk. They want to look smart. That's yeah. the idea. Mm-hmm exactly it's it they they look smart because they have a bigger vocabulary than the edgy 14 year olds in the youtube comment section even if, even if you actually focus on like the content of what they're saying they're fucking morons yeah the context of which they're talking is like um what i have a mm -hmm. i pretty much have a rule if i see something on the internet that pisses me off i just keep going i think that everyone should do that I, the world would be I happier but be, i used to be one of those people where i would fucking argue with every piece of bullshit i saw but i just realized there's no point dude i quit youtube the first time i ever started a youtube channel it was because of that because i didn't know how to stop arguing with the comment section because that was I, 11 I years ago i was like 15 so this dude. was like 11 years ago before youtube exploded and my videos actually got views and got comments. My first video I ever posted got like 30 comments. Mm -hmm. Don't know how. It was terrible. And people were telling me it was terrible, but I was a 15-year-old kid. Bro. And I quit because I couldn't stop arguing with the trolls instead of just being like, hey, thanks for your feedback. Peace out. Bro, let them troll because that just gives you more engagement, which gets you more views. <laughs> oh, I have that mentality now. I'll tell you, like, when I was 15, I didn't have that mentality. Mm -hmm. That was 11 years ago. Like, I was, I was a little fucking pothead back then. Like, let's be real. <laughs> like, dude, like, that was back when, like, I was aspiring to be a professional Call of Duty player one day. And really, all I did was eat Cheetos and smoke weed in my mom's basement all day. Like The champion, the champion's diet. Dude, what's funny is actually one of the people, um, he goes by Ragu in my Twitch chat. 
is one of the people that I used to play COD with that like we went to high school together. He comes through my chat every day. And I used to be really scared of having IRL people that I knew come through my chat because I'm worried like they're going to troll me. Or mostly is I'm worried they're going to talk to me about vape stuff because for those of you that are new here, I, I own a vape shop. Like I've spent my entire adult life in the vapor industry as that's my entrepreneurial experience for the most part. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, he was at the shop one day and I told him I was streaming now. And he's been coming through every day. And I used to be really scared of people that I knew IRL coming through the stream. And now it's I'm like, oh, this is cool. Because, like, I'm talking about shit that happened years ago. And he's, like, actually adding context to it because he remembers right. what was going on. Now, uh, viewers like to hear about our histories and our past. Like, someone, like, asked yesterday, was like, what, Hyde, what did you look like in high school? And I was like, I don't fucking know. And then I, like, go to my Facebook and, like, pull up old high school photos like people like to hear about like our lives before we made content. Yeah. Which I don't talk about it a lot, but it seems like every time I talk about what I do day to day, that gets so much engagement for people. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, I don't want to make content related to vaping because mm -hmm. like relating it to like the meat and potatoes topic we discussed before this show, like fucking burnt out. Oh, that one. Like, I'm burnt out on about everything right now, to be honest with you. And it's not like... Do you know why? Like, is it... Are you are you overworking? Or are you not happy with uh, the numbers? Or what? Because there's a few different reasons people get burnt out. So, I am experiencing... I'm experiencing probably, like, three or four different inputs in terms of what's leading to it i'm not gonna say causing it because what's causing it is minor lapses in gratitude like and i was telling someone this earlier before we actually came here and i felt a lot better than i felt all day but i have to keep in perspective and this is tips for anyone that's new to running your own business there will come a time where the stars are aligning and it's just like one thing after another and it's just building and building and building and it's just like boom, you feel boom, like boom, you're getting beat in the freaking face over and over and you're just taking punches and the ref won't call the fight you know you're just like you're just stuck there getting hit right but i told them i have been so blessed to live the life that i live that i have to keep that in perspective and i keep that in perspective and, it, and the feeling goes away but it still looms there and Right. The, the first place it comes from is the expectations that people put on me. In terms of customers and friends, there's a lot of expectation that comes so you're from not, being that guy. you're not just guy. feeling burnt out with content. You're feeling burnt out with your business as well? No, if anything, I want to quit everything and just do content right now. Oh, okay. Like, if anything, I want to quit everything and do content right now. So you're, are you, so you're specifically burnt out with your business. You're not burnt out with your, your streaming and your YouTube I'm burnt out with my schedule. Okay, fair enough. I'm burnt out in, with the amount of shit that I do. Because content creators get burnt out for different reasons. Um, <clears throat> you have the most basic one. Those are the people that have no fucking idea what they're doing. They're, they're stupid. They don't do additional content. They don't stream on the correct categories. They only stream on um, the, the biggest Fortnite categories. Uh, zero well, look viewers. what happened to us with Siege. Mm -hmm. like we both got fucking sick of that game mm -hmm. but we both kept I mean, playing it because that's what people wanted to see yeah I'm, I'm glad we got away from that 
which I reinstalled it the other day, but that's a whole nother topic. I my yeah, uh, without getting too far into that topic, my my perspective on Siege right now is I'll come back in near the beginning of every new season, check out the new content, take a peek, a look around, play for a week or two, and then I'm gonna dip out for the rest of the season. Yeah, I'm gonna dip out before the cheaters get bad. Yeah, but well, no, just, you can't take it seriously anymore. There's no competitive integrity. Uh, face it has it now, but that's the only way I'd take it seriously. Face it, like uh, their their esports scene. Yeah, like face it, face it dot com, the yeah, same that, site that, that runs league and everything. Yeah. yeah, but you can't like the average. Not every average player can go in there and play. That's the problem. Well, uh, if they have a queue system, which I'm not sure if they do now, I'm very illiterate to that. But if it's the same way as CS:GO, you can because it essentially has its own matchmaking built outside of the game. You can, but it's but it's like you can't put the entire siege community on there and have everyone waiting to get a game just because they want like that's a problem with ubisoft in the game if if the community has to flock to another provider <laughs> yeah then what's the point in playing the game why don't we just go play something else exactly anyways but without getting too far into that uh yeah people get people get burnout uh for a few different reasons content creators one because they 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 don't know what they're doing um so they don't know how to grow they don't know how to schedule and a lot of that too and, and another sort of uh burnt out reason is that sort of old streamer and youtuber mentality of like do it all the time like stream that shit is so unhealthy youtube videos every day right like that that old mentality because that used to work um and it was appealing because it was simple it may have been a grind but it but it, it paid in dividends and it doesn't anymore but a lot of people are still stuck in that dude and um, honestly the only streamer and, the, and let me context this. The only streamer that I have personally seen, there's probably others that have said this, that is straight up about it, has been Soda. Has been mm -hmm. Soda popping. Because I was actually in his stream one day, and someone said, do you have any tips for growing on Twitch? And he said, I have no fucking clue how to grow on Twitch today. He said, the only reason that I am where I am is because I was on XSplit and I got popular before Twitch was even a thing. I was just mm -hmm. at the right place at the right time and grew with the platform. You mm -hmm. can't do that anymore. And I have no tips for you if you want to grow in 2020, because I have no mm -hmm. idea. Right. Like he is straight up about it. And I see other streamers that are trying to appeal to, and I'm not going to say who, and I'm sure there's other creators out there, like bigger creators from that era that will say the same thing. But I've seen some larger creators be like, oh yeah, just do this and do that. And they dance around it and mm -hmm. give people false hope because mm -hmm. they know that a portion a lot like we've had this conversation before like when we did the chill chill night the other day like we even said like i'm old for people that get into streaming mm -hmm. a lot of people that get into streaming are like 17 to 20 and they're very impressionable still and these bigger creators don't want to upset them and crush them so they give them a little bit of false hope mm -hmm. but the danger of that is now they take it to heart. They're like, oh, ec Mr. Person with 10,000 viewers told me just put in the hours and I'll grow. So they must be right. And I'm going to listen to them. And that leads to a lot of burnout for creators, mm -hmm. at least streamers specifically. Yeah, that and like, and like what you were saying too. another reason for burnout is just scheduling. Like even if you're pumping out good content, uh, bad or good content, um, <clears throat> if, 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 if it's, if you don't have a good work life balance, it's going to throw you off. Like my ideal, like, the way to live my life that I aspire to and hopefully one day can achieve is like work eight hours a day, sleep eight hours a day, play eight hours a day. 
and as far as like streaming and content and YouTube goes, I would love it if I like if I worked uh, five days a week and it was like each day I stream for four hours, then work on like YouTube and social media for four hours. That would be like my ideal like life. Do you want to know what my ideal life would be? Hmm. This is going to sound so pretentious, but it's it's always been true for me in any business that I've been a part of. It's always been true for me that the goal should be to work hard enough to where you can outsource the hard parts of your job. So I love video editing. Don't get me wrong. I love editing these podcasts. I like editing my VODs. I like editing the like standalone videos that I record. But I don't want to spend four hours a day doing that as my job. Like, plus yeah. four hours of streaming. I would rather get to the point where I can pay someone to handle the editing and thumbnail part for me and the titling and all that. Like, I pay someone, and you know a lot of channels do it. Like, mm -hmm. I want input, of course. I want control. But for, like, editing and stuff like that, I want to be like, oh, Joe, that's your job. You're the editor. You go edit this. Send right. it to that's me when you need approval. That's kind of what I'm trying to do right now. Um, I'm trying to, like, pump out um, more low editing requirement videos like me talking like i'm working on one video like xbox versus ps5 launch um just me talking about that sort of like penguin zero or moist critical style and then for the videos that require more editing i'm just going to send it to editors <clears throat> on fiverr i mean i don't think there's anything wrong if you can afford to do that i don't think that should be like advice that we would give to someone is to do that because no. you shouldn't do that no, it, it depends where you're at with the streaming and content as well as how much disposable income you have. You're if, at a point you, where you have enough revenue off of streaming that you can afford to once or twice a month send a video to an editor yeah. for 50 bucks and be like, hey, dude, can you edit exactly. this for me? Exactly. Um, so that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. Uh, but you got to keep in mind, too, with like where you're at, right? Because if, if you're not making money on Twitch, then that's going to come out of, out of your pocket, out of whatever other source of income you have uh but obviously we do recommend getting into other forms of content regardless even if you can't afford to do an editor just pump out anything like a big part of it is just getting in the habit of like uh learning and getting used to it oh yeah because no matter what platform instagram twitter youtube linkedin parlor <laughs> whatever platform you are picking as like where you want to focus your off twitch content Whatever you're putting up for the first couple months is going to be garbage. Right. It's going to be bad. Like, I'm I mean, advantaged that I don't think my YouTube content is that bad. It's not great, but it's not terrible at this point because I've had experience with video for so long at this point that I kind of just understand it already. Have you have you been on Parlor yet? I'm kind of scared to, to look around. <laughs> I have an account and I troll people on it once in a while, but no, nah, I mean, I don't really pay attention to it. But anyways, back to the burnout thing. Where I'm at is that... So the first situation is that every year this happens. Black Friday is terrible on shipping providers. So UPS, FedEx, USPS are all swamped right now. Right. So shipping is delayed. So orders that I placed last week, I'm still waiting on. And there are people that are pissed off, rightfully so, because I don't have what they need. Just because mm -hmm. orders haven't got there. And it's like, that's out of my control. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm getting berated like it's my fault. 
a little bit. Like, people are like, Jesus, man, I've been waiting for days. When are you going to have this? I had one guy yell at me about that last night, and I was just like, God help me not tell this dude to how I really feel. It's beyond your control. You yeah. Can't do anything about it. And that stuff, you know, after a while, that, like, starts to hit you. You know what I mean? You can't take it personally, but after a while, it does start to weigh on you. And then I have another situation where I don't want to throw this guy under the bus because there's a good chance he'll listen to this podcast, and he's a friend of mine, but he's also one of my vendors. They dropped the ball and didn't ship out something like a thousand dollar order. They didn't ship it out. I placed it last Monday, not like the Monday before Thanksgiving. They just shipped it yesterday. They dropped the ball and forgot to ship it or it got backed up, I guess. I didn't have any warning. So I figured it would be here like yesterday. I asked him for tracking yesterday because it didn't show up. And he sends me a tracking label where... USPS of Anaheim, California has just received this. And I'm in North Carolina. It's four or five business days normally for a USPS package to make it here. Mm -hmm. So that means that I'm by at this point, I'm five days out from getting something that I have literally 25 customers every single day, either messaging me on Facebook, messaging the store on Facebook, calling the store, messaging one of my employees, asking every day if this stuff's shown up yet. Mm -hmm. And... I understand why they're agitated and not every single customer is being agitating about it. But one customer, a couple customers have like yelled at us about it and like insulted us. Like, wow, you guys are really slacking vacation times over. It's not Thanksgiving anymore. And that shit Mm -hmm. starts to get to you after a while. You're like, I am so good to people year round. And I do, I lose money constantly to make people happy. And to have people right. kind of berate me for shit that's out of my control is like, after a while, it just weighs on you, and that burns me out. I mean, have, have you never just, you know, tried to tell it to him straight? You know, just be like, bro, I have, I have no control over this. You need to calm down. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it doesn't make them calm down, usually. It makes them yell at you even more. Yeah, get angry. Yeah, that burned me out. And um, remember when I told you, I, I think I've talked about this on the podcast, but I told you about the issues I had with a previous accountant. Mm-hmm. where they hadn't done everything they were supposed to slash didn't educate me in what I was supposed to be doing. Because mm-hmm. when I hired them, I paid them extra to basically give me lessons on what I needed to be doing tax-wise because that was never my job at my previous company. I only right. handled front-of-house stuff. I handled sales. That's what I did. I didn't worry about the back end. I just signed right. my tax return and sent it in. Um, mm-hmm. I keep getting notices that's like, we don't have this form. We don't have this form. We have money for this, but we don't have a form and there's going to be a late fee for this. And I'm burnt out on receiving those notices because it's like, this is all shit that I ultimately should have known by now. And I knew about it, but I was under the impression that it was handled because it was stuff that could have been handled without my involvement that I'd paid to be handled and it just wasn't. I mean, not to jump the gun, but are you in a situation financially where you could afford to just say fuck it and get out of that business oh absolutely no i don't want like i don't want to actually get out of it like let me preface that i don't want to actually get out of what i'm doing i'm i'm venting to the podcast a little bit but i'm also giving i'm trying to be educational about it and giving you guys because i'll get to like how i've gotten through shit like this in the past and how to adapt to things like this as an entrepreneur because like bumps in the road are gonna happen like it's i i don't want to shoot it straight and be like oh this is gonna be magical this is the best thing you're ever gonna do nah there's going to be mm-hmm. times where you're like, why the fuck am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm so comfortable being vulnerable that I don't mind being like a little bit venty. 
Mm -hmm. I don't want out of that business, but I've been going through like a three month period of just like getting beat down. It does get old. Yeah, that after a while, it's just like, it's just old at this point. Not like the business itself is old. I love what I do and I love 99% of my customer base. They're all friends to me. They're family to me. I'm so grateful for the life I have. Um, but there's a point where it's like, okay, how do I change this situation? How do I start delegating some of this stuff so I don't have to worry about it? Mm -hmm. In a way that doesn't lead to anything detrimental. Because in the past, delegating it obviously didn't work out very well. But financially, right. no, I'm not in a position where I can quit. I don't have a million dollars in the bank or $100,000 in the bank that mm -hmm. I can live on for a couple of years while I try making this my full-time thing. Right. But at the same time, I also don't think that I'm at a point where I really want content to be... Like, if you gave me my full-time job tomorrow is make content, I don't think that that is what I would want either. Okay, well, making full-time content making that transition to doing it that's the hardest scariest part right because unlike normal jobs um you can put in x amount of hours and not get equivalent pay so it's kind of especially especially with like streaming i'd say i'd say less so with youtube because there's ad revenue like you know if you get views you get money whereas you it was twitch it can be different like you can get views and not get subs or not get bits and not get donos and not get or not get work. like people clicking your sponsor links and affiliate links and sponsors dropping you right um however however what i will say is that the reason that, that i say that isn't because of like anything financial because i i live as such a frugal minimalist that i wouldn't need to make a lot of money to be okay mm -hmm. i've set my life up that way what i mean is i am enjoying the process of growing and learning gradually mm -hmm. because if you thrust me into like one of my videos blew up tomorrow and i was an overnight success i wouldn't mm -hmm. know what to do with that kind of responsibility i don't you know if that, i would live up to that, that hype. you see that happen a lot like that happened with like corpse husband right like he's literally freaking out because like he doesn't know how to deal with the popularity yeah because there's you know goods and bad there's pressure that comes with that because Let's say, you know, of your video is getting 50 to 100 views. That gives Whatever. you time to adapt and learn what you need to do to get better and get better over mm -hmm. time. So as your audience grows, your content grows with it. Mm -hmm. But if you were thrust into now, all of a sudden, every video gets 100,000 views, you need to make videos that are worthy of getting 100,000 views. Otherwise, you just basically get thrust out of the ecosystem. Right. <laughs> I feel like another reason content creators get burnt out is there's always an ebb and a flow to your 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 turnout whether that be youtube views or twitch views um <clears throat> and so people tend to get burnt out uh on those low periods because that's where their viewers are smaller they're not getting as much money and that's where they start to really feel the burnout depending on how long it lasts and kind of like you said people just need to keep it in perspective like i remember i had a streamer one time coming to my chat they were complaining because it was like they normally get like 70 views and now they're only getting 35 and i was like are you kidding me like if i had 35 viewers i'd like bust a nut like there's so many people out there who like your down period your burnout period is like the goal for literally thousands of people so just keeping it into perspective is a big deal and just being aware that it is going to get better um and that sometimes like things like that are beyond your control like you can be pumping out the best content um but sometimes people just don't want to watch you because they just don't want to watch you that's it it's nothing against you personally right um, and financially speaking 
I've been on both sides of this and I had to learn this lesson the hard way, but I think pretty much every person has to learn this the hard way. When you are self-employed and like, especially like with Twitch, if your full-time job is you are dependent on Twitch and YouTube and sponsor money and views, mm -hmm. do not live at your means. Do not be like, okay, I'm making $5,000 a month off of Twitch and YouTube right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to live at $5,000 a month income. Live at like $2,500 income because there's going to be ebb and flows to that period. That's what I've been doing. I've just, I've been putting like half of my, my Twitch payouts every month into savings. Right. Because there will come time where there are lulls. Like my business yeah. is very successful. Like we are very successful. We are very blessed. I'm not saying that to be braggadocious. However, I learned the hard way of being in debt and climbing my way out of it. I can afford to live at, let's say I could afford to live at $3,000 a month. Is mm -hmm. what I could afford to live at. I have learned how to live at about $1,500. Mm -hmm. I got a roommate, so now instead of having this whole $700 a month apartment to myself, which I could afford if I wanted to, I now only pay $350 a month. Plus, I love my roommate. He's my friend. So it's cool having him here. It's nice to have someone to talk to. Mm -hmm. I stopped eating out as much and started buying my own food and prepping food and cooking it. I've saved probably $200 a month doing that. Mm -hmm. I'm not buying stuff just for the sake of like, oh, that would be cool to have. And I buy not, it. Just because you have money doesn't mean you should spend it. Yeah, like I really want a new laptop right now. Um, because there, I see reasons where it could bring me value. Like there's some mm -hmm. things I can't do on my iPad pro that require me to go from the shop to my house to do, and then go back. Cause I need a desktop to do it. Like mm -hmm. just some applications we use don't work well on mobile slash tablet. Mm -hmm. It would be cool to have the ability to edit a video at the shop and kill two birds with one stone, that's, be that's there. And I really that's what I really want to do. I've been thinking about getting a laptop too because I work part-time at Subway and I was like, half the time there's no customers right now uh, with how slow business has been and I'm just sitting on my ass on my phone. I was like, dude, if I had a laptop right now, I could be like actually learning how to edit. That's the biggest challenge for me is I can't find time to learn how to edit good. Um, if if I could get a nice laptop, I, I could, like you said, kill two birds with one stone and learn how to edit while I'm making money for my part-time job. Yeah, but I won't go out and buy it right now, even though I could go spend maybe $2,000 and buy one. And it wouldn't mm -hmm. necessarily kill me financially, but it will put me in that little bit of a crunch right there. It's like, okay, I just spent this much money. Am I getting $2,000 of value out of this? And it's like, I can look at it as, am I getting $2,000 of value by having that to do the shop stuff, the few things I need a desktop for at the shop, plus edit there. Because no, I really honestly have time to be here and edit my videos at my desktop and do the shop stuff and then go to the shop. Like I'm mm -hmm. not going to get $2,000 value because it's not like it's a far trip. I live 1.3 miles from work. Mm -hmm. I can walk there in seven minutes. It's it's so it's more well, of a convenience. I can thing. run there in about seven minutes. I can't walk a seven minute mile, but I can, I could probably walk there in like 20 minutes if I really wanted to. So it's more of a convenience thing. Yeah, it would be a convenience thing. And honestly, like back to what we were talking about with food, I don't want to shop just based on convenience. I want to shop on what can bring me true value. And I think that there would be more value 
if I was going to spend money on content and investing in something like a new audio setup for recording videos. Mm -hmm. Like, stuff like that would bring me more value. Mm -hmm. Not, you know, going out and spending $2,000 on a nice Dell XPS that can do, like, my editing and stuff because I don't need it. Mm -hmm. And that's one of, that's where, like, that lesson of live below your means comes into play because guess what? I don't know this, but in a couple months, there might come a situation where it's like, wow, I could really use an extra thousand bucks right now to get me out of this pickle. Exactly. Oh, well, I bought this laptop and it really only gets probably about five hours a week of use. Mm -hmm. Well, back to the topic at hand, though, what do do you think are some ways to avoid burnout? Obviously, scheduling yourself is the most important in terms of uh, content. Like if if you work eight hours a day, I believe you should only be like a real job, quote unquote. You shouldn't be spending more than four hours on on Twitch and YouTube and social media. Um, Because a lot of people, what they do when they get into Twitch and they get into YouTube is they go all out, right? So it's like any free time they have. And I I was guilty of this in the beginning. They dedicate all of it to streaming or YouTube. Um, So it's like they work their job, they come home, they stream or they make YouTube videos. and they don't allow themselves for any free time. And like, this happened to me too. Like my social life fell away. Like I'm not as close to a lot of people. I used to be a lot closer to, uh, it threatened, uh, my relationship just cause I wasn't spending that quality time with my significant other as I should have been. Um, so I think a big part of it too is, uh, even if you're not feeling burnt out, you, you need that balance. And if you're working a real job, um, it may be tempting to spend the remainder of your free time doing Twitch or YouTube, but, but don't. Uh, limit yourself yeah plus then, plus then again like it goes back to the the scarcity principle if you stream every day you may think it'll help you grow but it, it really won't and in fact it could actually be the opposite by streaming less you may end up getting more viewers because if, if you're present all the time if you stream all the time every single day um you might have a lower viewership because you're there all the time. So people can just come in and out the door whenever they want to. But if they know you have a limited slot, like I only stream three or four days a week for two to three hours, you're more likely to get more viewers. I mean, that that one's true for me. Mm-hmm. I would say intrinsically ways to avoid it is one, as I was talking about at the beginning of this gratitude, like yeah. understanding, like I might be in a position right now to where I'm just agitated, I guess because it's like why isn't everyone thinking the same way that i'm thinking like why aren't things going exactly how i think they should be going for one that ain't in my freaking control that's in the control of other forces like Mm -hmm. whatever whatever you want to believe those other forces are um i'm not going to get religious on this podcast but um gratitude and realizing like everything is not how i would like it to be but everything is how it needs to be right now for my life to function. Like I am so blessed. Like there are people that have way worse problems than me. Like my problem is that my customers are complaining to me. A gratitude perspective to that is, Oh, I have customers that are complaining to me. I have customers, right? It could be how it was in the beginning where I didn't have anybody. And I would have loved to just have someone come in. Even if they were complaining. Yeah. Even if they were like screaming at me, at least they're there, you know? Like I would have loved that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So that's a gratitude perspective. Another gratitude perspective is like, what am I doing right now? It's 5.30 EST. 
I went to the shop from 11.30ish till about 4.30ish and then got here mm -hmm. to do this and then I'll go back. I have that freedom to where I can get everything done in a timely manner. I'm good at that. I'm good at sitting down and busting out my work. Like, I'm good at being like, this is what I'm doing right now. I am in this mode. Like, we're doing this podcast right now. I'm not worried about shop stuff. I'm mm -hmm. not worried about YouTube. I'm not worried about Twitch. It's like, I'm in podcast mode right now. I'm good right. at getting in that flow. So I, I'm, I'm grateful to have the ability to where I can work as I need to work, not work as someone else wants me or tells me to work. That's mm -hmm. another gratitude thing. But in terms of like more practical stuff, I guess, shift that's not like philosophical and spiritual and whatever. Um, I mean, yeah. Pacing yeah. is important. On, on before, before we get to that, like having a good mindset like is important, but it's harder for some people to like, when everything does not look good, it's harder for some people to just like turn that frown upside down and smile and be happy about shit. Yeah, um, that's why I'm going to get to like some practical shit that you can do. Mm -hmm. That's worked for me. Because like I said, like that intrinsic stuff is good, but it's not going to work for some people. Some people aren't established in a position like me to where they have the ability to look at it that way. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> right there, that's another place where I can be grateful. But practically speaking, pacing is important. Understanding that you can't control everything and being willing to one, accept your own mistakes and accept that other people make mistakes and yeah i would say with to, that like people usually feel burnt out i feel like most commonly is when they're pumping out a lot of content and they're not seeing returns they're not seeing higher viewers they're not getting subs um they're not seeing growth that some people tend to feel burnt out because they feel like they're working really hard and nothing is coming out of it so i i say take a step back and find out okay I'm working really hard. Why am I not growing? What's what's different? Is this just a lull or is there a reason behind it? So before you you get cranky and just be like, "Oh, I'm tired." Like find out why are you in this lull? What is causing this lull? Is uh... it because, is it because you stream too much and people like as i was talking about like the concept of scarcity is it because you stream too much or has maybe something about your content changed um and people just aren't as interested uh people still support you like i like a recently um i wouldn't really call it a vacation i've kind of taken an easy month i've kind of been pretty chill this month i've been playing a lot of battlefront 2 um and i noticed at first uh there's a dip in viewers there's a dip in subs. I'm not losing subs. Um, it's just resubs. Uh, and of course, that was a little concerning. But this month, I kind of just didn't give a fuck. Like, I'm just like, I'm going to play what I want to play, whether my community wants to watch it or not. Um, but you have to be mindful of, like, what's causing it. So, like, this month, I could easily say, like, oh, I'm burnt out because things aren't as popping as they usually are. But it's because I know I'm playing a game that, like, my community isn't as interested in. Um, but I'm self-aware enough to realize that. And But I, I'm still doing it just because I'm having fun with the game. And then you, you get back into your mindset thing, like, like what you're talking about, where look at the positive. Well, even though maybe my base community is a little disinterested in the game, 
I've gotten new followers and new viewers who, who are interested in it. So I think a lot of it comes from just being super mindful and super self-aware about not only yourself, but what you're doing. Um, yeah. You know? And that leads into like my, my next practical thing about burnout is I would call it pacing, I guess, but I don't know. You and I had this conversation and we kind of got into a little, we got into a little like constructive argument about this kind of off stream. It was before the chill night where I was talking about finding new strategies for helping my YouTube grow a little bit. And Hyde was like, well, I mean, the Twitch tips, content tips shit is kind of oversaturated. And I was like, but that's not really what my content's geared toward. It's like, I'm an entrepreneur and that's what I want to make content about. But taking that mm. advice, like thinking about it literally, like this isn't just tips that I'm giving you as like a streamer or a YouTuber. Like this stuff applies there because you're an entrepreneur at that point. But take what I'm saying, whether you're like, if you're a carpenter and you have a carpentry business, take this stuff because it'll apply. Mm -hmm. But with that context, I think I burned myself out because I don't stop. Like, I pretty much work on something. Like, I am actively working for... Let's say I wake up at 5.30 and go to bed at about 9.45-ish, 10. Mm -hmm. Other than the time I'm at the gym, and then every other day I'm either at the gym or playing Valorant with Tyler at 6 a.m. So you don't have a lot of genuine free time? No, I, I don't give myself that. I pretty much work on something for you're, you're always 95% in, of my waking always, hour. You're always in like productive mode. Oh, I'm always in work mode. I am never in fuck off mode. And I was actually mm -hmm. talking to Skatesy, by the way, if you guys don't know who that is, uh, we'll put her links down in the description of this video. Check her out. She is a good creator. She's one of my really good friends. She's one of Hyde's good friends as well. And we do a chill mm -hmm. night with her. We're trying to make that more regular, but... Mm -hmm. um. She and I had a conversation about this while I was sitting at the Volkswagen place getting my car serviced. I mm -hmm. was like, I've I'm got to be here for two hours and I've already done in 30 minutes. I've already done all of the stuff that I've thought that I need to get done today by just sitting here in the waiting room. Like now I'm trying to find stuff that I need to do. And she was like, dude, you don't always have to be working. You don't always it's 930 in the morning and you've already finished everything that you've got like important today chill you don't have to work all day and i've kind of thought about that and realized that i have put myself in a position to where i don't understand how to have like that relaxation time like that chill time because i've always i've, I've just been in the mentality of i wasted time so long being an addict and an alcoholic that I wasted so much time for those years that I was doing that from like 19 to 23. I got sober at 23 or 24, 23, I think. But 2018 is when I got sober and I'm 26 now. You guys do the math. But in that time, I felt like I had wasted so much time that I wanted to make up for it. And I've gotten myself into this constant loop of like, always having to do things to the point where now I just feel like I have to be productive all the time. And that is probably the biggest thing that's led to this burnout. It probably has less to do with how with customers being rightfully upset about not having what they want, what they need because of people dropping the ball, which is out of my control. It probably has less to do with that than it actually has to do with me burning myself out 
and putting the right. weight of the world on my shoulders not and even, using not, that stuff not, as like an excuse of it, I guess. Right. Not even just content, not even just business, not even just your, like, your no, cause I, I don't feel like I make enough business. content. I want to make more. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's everything. Well, I mean, are you, are you going to attempt to, uh, to learn how to fuck off a little bit and relax? I think I probably should. Mm-hmm. I think of like, you definitely should. I, I think mean, if I was talking to my shrink about this, like I think I think Skatesy's right. Um, I think you're right. I think it doesn't even have to be a lot. Like it's just like take a take an hour or two out of the day just to relax. Like don't do anything. Like if you want to fucking take a nap or watch a TV show or whatever you want to do other than being productive. And I understand that because it's in that mindset, right? Of like if I'm not being productive, then like. I'm not growing in any way, not even just the streaming, but the business, right? It's like the less productive I am, the less returns I get in multiple areas of life. Uh, but the way I look at it is if, if you're overworking yourself, the quality of what you're putting out into the world isn't going to be as great as it could be anyways. It kind of goes back to what I started earlier on the topic of like the 888 schedule. You, you don't specifically have to do that, but um there needs to be a balance for whatever your life is. And that's what it seems like now is your life is just out of balance because everything is work, 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 work. Yeah, for sure. I, I would agree with that. Like, yeah. and, and what's even funny is like, I say that I have like an hour of time before bed that I wind down and chill out. But even then that's not true because like that for me, that's watching YouTube. And I scroll through my subscriptions list and recommendeds list until I find stuff that I haven't heard somewhere else. And I'm not even watching it just to like watch it. I like have my iPad with Notion pulled up and I'm like, and I have it organized into a board that's like, okay, YouTube information, Instagram information, Twitter stuff, Facebook stuff, Twitch stuff, like stuff that I can actively, productivity stuff, like stuff I can learn. And I have a board with cards in all of these categories. And yeah, like, take- I'll go watch, like this morning I was watching a video from a channel I found called Stream Scheme. That's pretty good. And I opened up Notion and made a new card and was like pausing this, like, it took me like 30 minutes to watch a 12 minute video because I was like pausing it and writing out notes, pausing it, writing out notes. Like, mm-hmm. so like even the chill time is not chill. I'm still like work You're, in work it's, mode. It's, it's, it's less, yeah, I, I, I was guilty of that too. Uh, in the beginning, um, like Miko would get mad at me for it. Uh, where even when you're not streaming or not making YouTube videos, like you're in like homework mode. You know what I mean? Where like everything is still geared towards that ultimate goal. Um, and it does take a lot of self-discipline to like get out of that. Cause that's like become your default mode. You know what I it's mean? It's hilarious like, that it took so much default. discipline to build the habit of being in that mode right, right. to it's, where it's the weird. habit overtook my life to where I no longer have a habit out of like, okay, era, uh, it is, eight o'clock at night Mm -hmm. uh you ain't gonna get nothing done at this point like you no matter what you're doing like you're you're just like running on fumes at this point like relax bruh i was saying earlier like i need a vacation but i i I, I don't even know how to take vacations (laughs) i can can relate that too because uh obviously you run your own business um which you're about to as well with me so you're probably mm-hmm. not. Ex- he's probably not excited hearing me talk about all this when we're like three weeks out from launch. He's probably like, "Oh fuck!" The dude mm-hmm. that knows what he's doing is like about to just fucking drop off the face of the earth. 
I, I have to admit though, like I feel a little guilty because like sometimes like I don't know what to do because like you're the businessman, right? Like I'm just the fat dude who plays video games and tries to make people laugh. Yeah, but that's because like, his part hasn't come yet, and we haven't figured out what his part is yet. But his part is coming when we actually get launched. Like the setup stuff is what I have to do because it's easier for me to be like, all right, I'm taking the reins on this. Like I would love to be like, hey buddy, come along for the ride with yeah, me, like, but I, you're I, weighing I, me I, down. I, 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 I'd love to help, but like I just have no idea. Like you're talking about like all these like forms and businesses and taxes and shit. I'm just like, I don't fucking speak English right now. Like I don't know what you're saying. All right, buddy, I registered for our LLC. I'll be filing for our S corp like, reformation here in a couple days. You're like, what the fuck is an LLC? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I'm like, um, all right, buddy. By the way, I got this over to the screen printer. I'm getting proofs. He's like, what the fuck is a proof? What are right. we doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going on. But, uh, but back to the topic, yeah, I definitely relate to that because it's like, especially in terms of making content, right, is it's you have your job, which you have to be productive at, or or in your case, the business you run. Uh, and then you can we just can we just say my job because it's still my job. I just made my own well, job. I, I know. You Let's like, just say it work, work, whatever. Um, <clears throat> but uh, and then you have that limited time left over and you still want to be productive with it as possible. And I, I think that's still tied to that old grinding mentality. Even though it may not be grinding eight hours of a stream, you're still thinking like, the more I work, the better. But um, which is funny because I'm good at that with Twitch. Like, I'll look at OBS and how long I've been live, and it's like, all right, it's been close to four hours. I need to like wrap this up because I'm gonna run out of like shit that I've mm. planned out for my content. Like, I'm gonna run out of things to talk about, and it's gonna get stale. Like, I've right. learned how to be like, all right. Time to cut it off. That's enough. Like, I'm going to start getting burnt out. A big strength for me, I don't know how related this is, but, um, and keeping that content fresh, and I guess keeping from feeling burnt out too, is I've learned to surround myself and play with genuinely funny people that have good chemistry on stream. Um, like, I have, like, the Polish brothers, I call them. That's, like, Rage of Poland and his two brothers. I have like George, Mr. Cloud. Um, he's just loud and audacious and everyone laughs at him. I have Jason, like <clears throat> having good people to play with and uh, participate with you uh, during your stream can make it feel like less of a grind and make the content better and kind of take some of the weight off your shoulders too. Dude, like when I started playing with Insane all the time and Gas as well, like... That's how it was as well. And I think that's why like playing Valorant was so much fun for me is because mm -hmm. I'm like constantly playing with insane and gas and they're really good for like side commentary. They're good for conversation, but I have stepped back and started getting back more into variety streaming and that's helped because it's actually given a breath of air to my content that people wanted because like I'm a smaller streamer, like playing Valorant is not going to help me. Yeah, it's, it's not helpful. You, you play it cause it's fun and what, what, what you want to do, but it's, it's, an and I'm not terrible cool. at it. I'm pretty decent at it, but right. Like, like, like even even if Siege wasn't in a shitty spot, I probably wouldn't want to play it right now because it's inflated for my size on Twitch. On Mixer, yeah. it was great. On 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 Twitch, it's not. I will say though that one thing I've always found with curing burnout for myself as well is changing it up a little bit. Like, so with changing this, the routine with this new thing that Hyde and I are working on, which we'll be talking about in the next couple weeks. Like, that's not a teaser that's not an announcement that's just a 
We're not talking about it yet because we don't want to make false promises. We don't want to be able, we don't want to not deliver on something, but that change in routine to where I need to focus on that a little bit too will probably bring a breath of air into my life because it'll be like, okay, mm -hmm. this isn't doing the same thing every day like I've been doing for three years. That's how mm -hmm. streaming was in the beginning. I started, I got into that and I think I fell became so engrossed with it because I could look at it from a business side of things, learn my ropes with it on Mixer and chill a little bit and enjoy it. But it was something mm -hmm. that I put in my schedule that was like, this is important to me and I'm going to make sure I do this. That wasn't the same thing I had done for the past two years. Mm -hmm. So now adding something else in that's like, okay, this will probably be about another hour and a half, two hours of my day every day. Mm-hmm. I'll take 30 minutes from stream, 30 minutes from shop, 30 minutes from here, 30 minutes from there, make that two hours. And now it'll all of a sudden be like, okay, now I have something fresh that I'm working on. That'll give me fulfillment. Right. Because when you get stuck in the routine of the same shit over and over again, it just gets, it gets boring both uh, for you and as far as the content goes, uh, your viewers as well. Changing it up and doing new stuff all the time is, is better for every party included. Dude, change is the only guaranteed thing in life. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I would say that after this conversation, I feel less burdened. Because mm -hmm. I got an opportunity to talk through this shit, but... Yeah. I really hope that some people that yeah. listen to this kind of learn something about... I, I always like to... I've always struggled with this since I've started making content, but I often talk about entrepreneurial stuff on my stream and on YouTube. And I don't want to be one of those people that blows smoke up your ass and tells you that thing, everything is sunshine, rainbows, and puppy tails 24-7, and that it's great. Like, yeah, it's hard work, but, you know, it's still great, and it's worth it at the end of the day, like a lot of people have said. It mm -hmm. is worth it at the end of the day to put in the work and see a little bit of fulfillment from that, a little bit of affirmation from it but i never right. want to candy coat in act like there isn't a dark side to it mm -hmm. and i'm not saying to shy away you just don't want from to the dark side it's shy away from what you want to do because of the dark side but i don't want to bullshit you and act like there aren't going to be days where it is harder than others yeah even that's if it's something you absolutely love it will be hard some days to get up and do it right that's what i was saying on the topic of burnout like sometimes like yeah it is kind of okay to feel burnt out. Uh, like people will sometimes beat themselves up because they're feeling burnt out and like, oh, I'm not strong enough or whatever, or I'm lazy and procrastinating. It's okay to feel that way sometimes. Allow yourself to feel a little frustrated and take a break if you need it. Yeah, um, I mean, I've done that just, in the past. Not just you specifically, but... Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, no. No, I know you're not talking to me. Like, I know, yeah. I know that stuff. Like, that's where I'm at is I've had this happen to me over a couple times in six years of doing this. And it's always been one of those situations where it's like, sit down, talk about it, figure out what's going on and then figure out what to do about it. Mm -hmm. I stay in that productive mindset of how do I find the sol Like, where's the solution to this? Where do I go to find the solution? Mm -hmm. I don't know the solution. I'll, I'll find the solution, but there's a big difference between being in like burnout mode and feeling sorry for yourself and not doing anything to get through it and just letting it consume you and finding an outlet, an outlet for it and find and going out and seeking out why you feel that way and figuring out how to get through it. 
Mm-hmm. Like Hyde said that already, and he's absolutely right. I would say that's nine tenths of the battle is the mindset you put yourself in. Like, are you going to allow it to consume you, or are you going to work through it and figure out why you feel that way and how mm-hmm. you're going to get out of it? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I mean, it legitimately might be like take a break for a while, which I'm considering. Like, the shop is automated to the point where as long as I show up and do orders, handle the tax stuff, and payroll and bank drops. We're pretty much good, other than like two and a half hours a week right now that I have to cover. Mm-hmm. Two nights a week I have to cover for two and a half hours, then one day I have to cover for four hours. I've legitimately thought being like, hey guys, listen, heart to heart, your boy needs a break. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to float for a little bit and maybe over the weekend sometime go take a bunch of pictures somewhere with a friend and get away and get into photography deeply for a few days and spend like one day taking a bunch of pictures and one day flow stating out on editing if i do it on stream or whatever i would like to show people my lightroom workflow by the way seraph if you ever hear this make a lightroom alternative and i'll never use adobe again (laughs) i promise you that baby but also um like just like be home and chill out work on some stuff around the house and like go to the gym and like be in a routine but just remove some of the stress from my life for yeah, a couple days a little half a vacation so to speak yeah because I, I don't i don't know how i would do on a full vacation i took a full vacation recently and i worked the whole time because i got really bored after like a day <laughs> take baby steps <laughs> well anyways guys i gotta go back to work hodge got shit he's got to do we really appreciate you guys listening to this episode of the show. If you're on Spotify, thank you so much. If you're on YouTube, consider hitting the subscribe button. We out. Bye.